they need some food. Maybe they are ill. And they need some very expensive uh, medicines. From previous convoys and what your workers from the Red Crescent are able to see on the ground in these areas that are besieged, what sort of conditions are people having to live under and how much aid do they really need? I mean, this, this isn't going to be enough, is it, what you're delivering today? The people need a lot of food. They need a lot of medicines. Uh, they need to go to hospitals. People in Kafre and Fouad, they need diesel to switch on the water pumps. Without the diesel, they cannot dig for water. They need water, drinking water. Muhannad al-Assadi, who's heading off with the Red Crescent into Mwadamir on one of those trucks today. Well, as he was describing there, the people in these besieged areas are in desperate need, but there are concerns that some of that aid never actually reaches the civilians that it's intended to. The BBC's Lena Sinjab has been speaking to people living under siege from both sides. It's now been a month since the trucks made the last major delivery of aid to Madaya. At least 16 people have starved to death since then, according to Doctors Without Borders. 40,000 people are trapped in the town, besieged by pro-government forces. My sister hasn't had food for four days, she cries. The Red Cross, the UN, the world need to help us. Her sister is an unconscious elderly woman, unable to get medical help unable to get food because of the siege. Leila, not her real name, told me that food aid is now being sold at exorbitant prices. Those food parcels are now being sold for 800 US dollars. People are selling it on. We didn't get all the aid that was delivered. Some was stolen, some was sold. What we actually received was very little. You're saying the food was stolen. Who stole the food? Who got it from you? It was armed gangs. I can't give you names. Everyone knows who stole it once it was delivered. Leila later told me who's responsible. She blamed both sides, pro-government fighters outside the town and rebels inside Madaya. Both, she said, are profiting by selling stolen food. Food is just another weapon of war in Syria. Government and rebels forces besieging towns, starving thousands of people. Fua is surrounded by opposition fighters. It did receive some airdrops of aid, but no longer. Mahdi Isa's wife and six children are trapped there. It's as if you're giving a drop of water to a thirsty man. The food quantities delivered are very small and not enough to feed a quarter of the population there. How does it feel for you that your family is there, they are besieged and they need food and aid? I have sleepless nights thinking of my children and all the children of Fua, the people who need a glass of milk and they can't have it. There should be a way to lift the siege so that people can move in and out safely. Lena Sinjab with that report. And uh, later we're going to be speaking to Newsweek's uh, Janine De Giovanni, uh, who is telling us about her experiences in Syria.
The Pope will be heading to the US-Mexican border today. He's going to visit a prison and hold a mass on the border, attended by Americans on one side and Mexicans on the other. On Tuesday, Pope Francis urged young Mexicans to reject a life of crime and dare to dream, he said, as he visited Michoacan, a state hit hard by drugs and violence. Well, Katie Watson has been speaking to people hoping to attend the Pope's mass today. Ciudad Juarez is a dusty frontier town. The sun is bright and the air is dry. Billboards tower above the main roads with Pope Francis smiling down on all the cars that go by. Until a few years ago, Ciudad Juarez was the most violent city in the world. The murder rate has dropped, but lots of lampposts here are painted pink with a black cross. Reminders of the brutal killings and disappearances, many of them women, over the years. The Pope's visit is being seen as a chance to give people here more hope. This group of women immigrants have come with a message, treat people with more dignity and change the narrative towards illegal immigrants. Mexico is where my roots are. This is where I was born. America is where my family is. Where